We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 100. Woo! Woo! Episode number 100. Woo! We made it to 100 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tiener. I've been in the gaming industry for a long time. Not 100 years, I'm happy to say, <laughs> but uh, still a significant number. Um, I'm joined by Regina McMenemy, who is also a mom and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game, and is part of the Geek Embassy. Hi, Regina. Hello, happy 100. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and we are joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com and the father of three. Hi, Stephen. I, uh, I'd like to declare that this podcast is twice as long as any podcast that, that Nicole has ever um, hosted before. Oh, why you gotta bring that up? So, oh, no, this no, is a, this is a, this is a big news. This is your your every time you do something, it's just twice as good. So it's just going to keep getting better and better. You should call this one down now, start another okay. one, and that one will last two hundred episodes. You can, just... yeah. Wow, you know it's funny on Facebook. You know they tell you like, oh, you're you know you're celebrating your friend anniversary or whatever with somebody right. that you've been friends with. So I joined Facebook in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine. And so I'm getting these these notifications for everybody else who joined at the same time as me, which is most of my friends. Um, so, but it was funny because one of them was with um, Dana Jungward, who was on Girl Fight with me, and there weren't lots of photos of us together. So the thing was basically all of the Girl Fight fan art that we had got throughout <laughs> the years, and it was really cool. I mean, I shared it; it was awesome. I saw we that had some awesome fan art. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Anyhow, so I'm exhausted. I'm hoping to be <laughs> a little bit more energetic for our hundredth episode, but my husband's been in England. He comes back on Saturday. He left on the twentieth. So yeah. Single stretch. parents shout out to all the single parents. I don't know how you do it. Here, here. It is insane. So um so yeah, so Anna's been kind of mm, difficult ish um but she got a target gift card for her birthday so took her to target yesterday to get her stuff and she had some money that she had saved up uh we'd like give her extra money when she reads things because it's really hard to get her to read um so she had some money that she had saved up and so i told her like this is how much money you have and so we went around the toy section like four times when she changed her mind because she wants something and i'm like well if you want this, then you can't have that. And then she's like, okay. And then we got to go back and put stuff back and then go back. This is like five times that she was changing her mind about things. I'm like, look, the Pokemon cards are in the cart. They're staying there. You can find something else that will fit within the budget with the Pokemon cards in there. So, um, but she finally landed on a plush version of Hey Hey, which is the stupid rooster from Moana. Uh, and I say stupid in that the the rooster is stupid in in the movie. In the movie, he's like, that's his personality. Yeah, uh. yeah he's just uh, he's eating rocks and choking on them, and yeah, I mean he's the comic wow. relief basically yeah. in that movie. So wow. Uh, so yeah, so she got a, a plush of him, and he it, it makes noise like he wiggles his tail and uh, crows and 
all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so that was cool. Now I have a crowing rooster, uh, which my dog doesn't like very much. <laughs> go figure. Go so. figure. <laughs> yeah, go figure. What's been up with you guys? Well, I did a little homework for today's show. Nice. <laughs> In honor of our 100th episode, I reached out to a few people I know who listen to the show, and I asked them to share um, some of their favorite memories of gaming with their kids so, nice. so we could share them with them. So I have three uh, responses. One that I got is a very last-minute phone call from a very busy friend of mine, mother of three, okay. who <laughs> yeah. uh, was apparently running around all day the last couple of days and forgot. I messaged her this morning, and I'm like, hey, don't forget your homework. <laughs> nice. She's like, was that the later. call that you took right yes. before we started? Okay. <laughs> that was the call that I took. She's like, hey, you know that one story? And I'm like, I don't remember that one story. She's like, well, you can tell this one. And I'm like, okay. So her story. So my friend Amy, <laughs> who's a fan of the show, and she has three kids. And when her uh, daughters, Kelly and Alice, were um, five, uh, eight and five. So Kelly's the older one, and Alice is the middle one. Uh, were eight and five. Um, uh, her husband, my friend Don, uh, played an RPG called Everything is Dolphins with them. Okay. Steven, have you heard of Everything is Dolphins? Yes. I mean, I've heard <laughs> of it, but I'm not familiar with not it. Not familiar with it. Okay. Right? Well, it's it, apparently it's an RPG that is, like, aimed at kids and, like, you know, uh -huh. to get kids playing RPGs. And, um, you know, very animal-centric, etc. And they'd run a few campaigns. Now, mind you, Alice is five. Um, and they're at another friend's house doing something, and Alice got bored, and so she grabbed paper and pen, and she started drawing. And her mom said, what are you drawing, Alice? And Alice said, I'm drawing a map for everything is dolphins. Nice. So not only did she draw the map, but she came up with all the monsters and all the creatures that they were fighting um, and DM'd the next game that they played at nice. five. So... That's very, her favorite cool. story of exactly, like, how, like, into gaming they got their kids. They actually had a reward system, a game RPG reward system for their kids for a while. I don't think, they, think they're still using it. But so, like, if they didn't um, do anything, if they didn't do everything that they needed to to have dessert that day, they could roll mm. a charisma check, like, roll a die <laughs> check to see if nice. they had enough charisma in order to talk their mom into giving them dessert and things like that. Wow, that's uh, cool. So they were building you XP <laughs> points. And, and he had a whole system. He had a sheet worked out that, you know, like, a whole thing for it. Yeah. It's funny, Anna, um, uh, we got, uh, we obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, we got a copy of the Halo Wars 2 um, legendary loot crate, the loot crate box. Um, and it had a notebook in it that has like UNSC like logo on the top. It's supposed to be your log book or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. So in that Anna is writing down her ideas for a game and the monsters that are going to be in the game. And the, it's great. It's fabulous. But the funny thing about it is that she thinks that Isaac is actually going to make this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, and get this. And it, it's a Final Fantasy game. Of course she's making. Well, we know he's going to have to. Right. Can he just... Uh, at, he some point, about it. He, at some she point, he's going to have to like realize he month. can't disappoint her. There's RPG yeah. Maker. That's a... That's a thing. RPG Maker is... You can see that happening. Is, um, I'll send you a link the next time uh, RPG Maker is on a Humble Bundle for like a dollar. 
Okay. <laughs> and then Isaac can go ahead and not disappoint his daughter because I don't right. want that. Oh. <laughs> um, I would totally play her RPG. Um, okay. <laughs> and I know that Isaac is a, uh, a skilled project manager, so I'm sure he'll be able to get it done correctly. Yeah. And programmer. Programmer. Right. He's a programmer? I thought you said he was a project manager. Yes, he's a programmer. He's Lisa. a programmer. So he just programs? A... I thought I, I thought that it was coding well, and that you said he does project management. No. Well, sort of. His current role is that he's a technical director, which means he manages the programmers. So, okay. so that's kind of like a pro- I guess okay. it's a, He probably it's a manages people more than he touches code. At this point, at yeah. this job, yes, yeah, that, that is that, true. But at previous well, jobs, it was so all let's coding. let's decide as a group what determines <laughs> what one is. Is it are you what you are doing now, or are you what you did years ago? Because I like to think that maybe like if you were an artist, but then you stopped being an artist, so you could teach art. That means you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. So if you used to be a coder and now you're a manager, you're a manager. I'm not disrespecting the man. I like him. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting okay. him. I think I fine. He's a coder, so that's even better. He'll, he's going to knock that thing right out of the park. <laughs> I will totally play. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I have share some more of your stories. I have two more. Two more. One that's that's kind of long. Um, so I might try to see if I can uh, skip through that one a little bit. Um, but this one is from Loss from uh, Future Monkeys podcast. Oh, uh, nice. So I reached out to him and I told him we were recording episode 100. And uh, so this is what he wrote me. Hey there, Gaming with the Moms crew. I haven't been around since the beginning, but it would be very remiss of me not to congratulate you guys on your milestone. I mean, 100 episodes is a feat worth celebrating and not one that every podcast reaches. I look forward Mm. to listening to you three every week, even if most of Steven's references go unnoticed and unappreciated. Oh, look at that, Steve. Thank look you. at that, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, maybe not necessarily a fan, but he knows what's up. Um, <laughs> he says, it, it's okay, bro. My hand is raised high to give praise every time. He's probably, nice. I'm, my guess is that he's getting, he's uh, understanding my professional wrestling uh, references that I drop. Oh, that yeah. might Just be, yeah, about every true. other week, and the two of you that's just true. are like, it's like I didn't Blank even say it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So uh, shout out to Los. Thank you, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's got... Okay, so I asked him the same question about favorite memories. Anyway, as a gaming dad, I'm happy to hear a show from parents that is informative and fun to listen to. I'm a father of two boys, seven and four, and it seems like my nerdiness has rubbed off on them tremendously. It's amazing feeling to have your kids follow in your geeky footsteps despite what the wife thinks. Ha ha. <laughs> I... <laughs> I remember growing up and loving games. I used to play so many fond memories, the joys of discovering, the sense of excitement, being able to play games with my kids and watch them figure puzzles out and defeat bosses and explore worlds. It makes me so happy to share this hobby with them. So here's to the next 100 episodes of talking about this geeky pastime of ours. Thanks for the good times and keep up the good work with the show. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Los. Um, you man. It's Lowe's. Lowe's, um, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be totally lost, but I'm guessing it might be Lowe's. He I can tell. Right. He can, he he can, can tweet us. at us and tell us. Or yeah. he won't. Or he won't. He might. It's fine. <laughs> Let's hope he does. I kind of hope yeah. he doesn't so he can keep it a mystery. 
Okay. Okay, then. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What is it? What is a podcast without a long-running mystery? You know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some unanswerable question. <laughs> so that's number two. Yeah. Do you have number three? I do have number three. Like I said, number three is a little on the longer side. Um, it's from Sharon Browning, who has been... Um, well, a fan of my podcast for a long time. She's actually a participant in my dissertation research um, mm-hmm. and has kind of followed my work. And one of the stories that Sharon had told me when I interviewed her originally was about how um, when her son went away to college, World of Warcraft became one of the ways that they maintained uh, staying mm-hmm. in contact with each other. Um, yeah. That even though they weren't, because she says in this, she talks about it in this a little bit. Um, uh I'm going to read the last cut. It's just like six paragraphs long. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sharon is a writer, so she just, and it's beautifully yeah. written. I'm actually going to put it up on my website so everybody can see it. And I'll send it to you, Nicole, if you want to share it too. Yeah. Um, but um, it's a little long. So uh, she said, for years, my son and I, and also my daughter would game side by side, involved in a shared love of immersing ourselves into imaginary worlds. The only game we all shared was actually World of Warcraft. Never playing together. My kids always wanted their own gaming footprint but sharing our exploits, accomplishments, and tips. My husband, a non-gamer, would claim that when we talked, wow, we were speaking in a foreign language. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, my own playing time dwindled due to other constraints, but gaming continued to be a family passion through the years, even if I watched from the sidelines. Um, Cool. Yeah. So she talked about watching. Now she continues to watch her son as he comes home because he went off to college, and so when he comes home, uh, he, yeah. she still gets to watch him play things like Overwatch or The Last yeah. of Us and Mass Effect. So she still keeps up with the games, but he's the one who's really the gamer now. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Linda uh, Brenneman, who's uh, founded Pixelkin, uh, Wow was how she connected with her teenage son, mm-hmm. and they played together. <laughs> they played together. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. He had, yeah, he had to teach her lots of things, but they played <laughs> together. And, uh, that that was the impetus for her wanting to start Pixelkin was to talk about like. This is a way for parents to connect with their kids. It's not mm-hmm. like a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. Well, and that's one of, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to share these stories. So we had a few stories that kind of were in the spirit of what we do. And we, mm-hmm. we know we talk about the news a lot and we talk about our own gaming experiences, but we do have a lot of people who are touching who also are having these same kind of shared experiences. So cool. Yeah. Gaming. Yeah. That kids. was great. Yeah. Thanks for doing that, Regina. That's sure thing. awesome. Thank you for doing the homework. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Good teacher doing my homework. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we're going to lead into something that is not game related. It is also spoilery-ish. So this is Game of Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, skip ahead like seven minutes. I'm seven minutes? Seven minutes. Yeah, right. Seven minutes. Skip ahead uh, seven minutes. Check back in. Hang out for a minute. <laughs> Then go back, skip for another seven minutes. I am sure. So, uh, okay. I watched your so crappy Game of Thrones trailer. Okay. So we didn't record. We didn't record last week yeah. because uh, life issues got in the way. So we did not have a chance to talk about the official uh, season seven trailer that dropped a couple weeks ago, and it is amazing. So if we got all the the people who are worried about spoilers off off the end there. Um, we got Cersei and Jamie together. Looks like they've teamed up together. Cersei, yeah. we see we see her on the throne being kind of ruthless in her disgusted face. Mm-hmm. Um and then we see uh Daenerys heading up on Dragonstone. You know, one of my favorite parts of that trailer was when it shows her touching 
the ground the, the ground like when uh, she stand that was yeah. my favorite like i got chills yeah she like stopped and like put her hands on the ground yeah yeah that was awesome. yeah because something I didn't mention the last time we talked about this is like she was that, so that's where she was born. Right. She was born on Dragonstone, and right. then they had to flee. Right. Um. And then obviously we've got John uh, King. There's not. There's actually not a lot said about John at that point. Mm-hmm. When they go to the north, it's Littlefinger trying to weave his way uh, into Sansa's head uh, again. Yeah, God. I know. That's, that's I know. Nothing good can come of this. Yes. And I love that they've got, there was a shot in there of him like hiding in the shadows. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's shadow. like, yeah. And she's like in yeah. the, the, you could tell it's like the winter light reflecting off the snow on her face. And he's like in the shadow yeah, behind yeah. her. I was like, oh God. Yeah. What is he and doing And I had to now? watch this. Uh, I had to watch this multiple times because it caught my attention that somebody lunged at John. It's a really quick shot. Oh. Someone lunges at John and it's Littlefinger. Oh. Well, I watched it very closely and uh, stopped the frame. Uh-huh. It's definitely Littlefinger. So uh-huh. that'll be interesting because Littlefinger, man. I don't you know, see him having much of, fight or going up against John of all people. Yeah, I know. I know. Trained he's as lots in. of things, but, but a fighter, nah, nah, <laughs> not one of them. Um, no. And then, um, there's some stuff going on with the White Walker-ish type stuff. They don't show any White Walkers, but they show a bunch of wildlings out mm-hmm. in the snow. And if you watch closely as well, one of those is John. He's just dressed like a wildling. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So there must be more north of the wall type stuff going on. Or at least I think it's north of the wall. I suppose it could be south of the wall. Um, it might be. But we're yeah. led to believe that there's magic in the wall that won't let, you know dead people through or at least mm-hmm. that's what benjamin stark told us at the end of uh season six right so um and then the, like kind of that, that last shot with the dragon flying over the huge dothraki army oh my god <laughs> and also we're gonna see, we're gonna see casterly rock we see the unsullied yeah, finally uh running around casterly rock you know i'm excited to see casterly rock they've only the talked about casterly rock like in every season <laughs> it's yes, been mentioned yes. but never actually seen i always watch the yes. map when the locations are popping up in the map right at right, the at beginning yeah. map, I'm like okay let's see where is it where is it and it's still not there so it'll be yeah. cool yeah yeah casually rock though if you don't know the home of the lannisters who have been come to known as yeah the, the one they wanted people. to send jamie back to when he lost his hand oh you can just yeah. go back and oversee casterly rock and he's like what yeah. no action no way Yep. I'm seriously really curious about Jamie because he has gone through this sort of kind of like a redemptive character arc. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, he was a terrible person, absolutely terrible. But the time that he spends with Brienne yeah. and then the time after that, like he turned, he's turned into, you know, somebody that isn't completely hated. Right. Or like I don't completely hate him anymore. Right. Um, But I was watching um something with uh the, an interview with the creators, Dan and Dave, and they're sort of reminding people, like, this is the guy who threw a 10-year-old I child I was just going to say, I, that's yeah, always so. in the back of my mind when I look at him, is I'm like, you threw a child out a window. You threw yeah. a child out a window. Like, no matter how much my empathy might grow for you, you threw a child yes. out a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also don't think it's, it's funny, too, because they've given us um, they've given us people to hate that are way worse than him. Oh, yeah. Way yeah, so Joffrey, obviously. But yeah. And I didn't think they were going to be able to top Joffrey, but Ramsay, and then Ramsay oh my was just God. terrible. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to top him. I honestly. would be really surprised. 
And I really yeah. don't want yeah. them to because that really went far enough for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally <laughs> Although he got his, you know, just desserts at the end of things. But yes, um, it was it was rough. Yeah, he was rough. Yes. But um, I was like, all right. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen watched the stupid trailer, according to him. I did. I watched your stupid trailer. Trailer, Stephen. I mean, sure. There was a dragon <laughs> in it and there was there was like, you know, some swords in it. And I, you know, I you know what? I'm a sucker for a big like war scene like with like a bunch of dudes in it with swords and stuff so like sure it'll be fine yeah, yeah. how about this that's why you gotta watch episode nine uh, of the last season yeah you keep saying that the battle is you keep saying that <laughs> um it's it's i'm not it's i'm not not watching it because i don't like you nicole like it's not a <laughs> you know it's not a, i mean it's just that i'm just gonna be it's real not personal raw is three hours and smackdown is two and they got a pay-per-view every month i mean i'm just running out of time um, and so I, I just, yeah, it, that, it's really that I'm lazy more than anything else. Um, but I, I will watch these things. I will, I have to watch the show now because. Yes, you do. Because... And I've actually, um, listeners not finalized yet, but we're definitely going to do a Game of Thrones focused show. And I think we'll probably do it right before the new season starts. Mm-hmm. So Steven. That gives you a couple months, about a month and a half to catch up. I will send you a list of really episodes that you really need to watch. Oh, whoa, 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 sweetheart. And I mean that in a condescending way, not a creepy one. I'm intentionally being condescending. I just want to make that clear to everybody listening. That's adorable. But I will watch the last episode of episode nine. Um, my wife has read all the books and watched everything. I'll have her catch me up on the shit that I really need. Okay. And I will read. Can I read episode like synopses on Wikipedia? Can I just do that? Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna I, watch some these, of these shows. Epi- like you, you say, you love the battle stuff. Yeah. There's crazy, insane battles. That there's you some will, scenes you, will you have enjoy. to see. Yeah. That's you have to enjoy some scenes. these. That's, yeah. that's so, great. Yeah. But, but also. I have a, I'm very busy. This summer is going to be crazy for me. So uh, as we are going to talk about later on in the show, we're going to talk about exactly how crazy my summer is actually going to start being. So, um, but I am committing yeah. to watching. It I'm starts in get about 10 days, up. right? No, no. My <laughs> summer is getting crazy after that. Um, my entire. No, I meant. Yeah. Oh, you mean in 10 I meant days? E3 was this. Yeah. I meant E3, E3 is, was like yes. the start of. That's the, the start of the craziness. Crazy. Yes. So I have. Yeah. I have 10 days to watch all of Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't going to tell so you. I will, uh, July. I will, it's July. I'll do what I got to do, and I will be prepared yeah. to help, because oh, I'm going to host this Steven. podcast. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I will give you that. You've watched the, the two final episodes of the last season. Yeah. Um because they're both pretty epic. And that's going to get you completely caught up on And then I can b- get backstories on the various characters and explanations of the characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll be like, who's this douche? And my wife will be like, well, this guy is blah, 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 blah. He's the guy that did this yeah. thing. And I'll be like, She's where's probably the- better even with the names than we are. Because I watched <laughs> yeah. the first episode. So I watched that kid get hmm. shoved out a window. Right. Um, and then I was like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Nope. Nope. Little kids pushed out a window. I'm out. <laughs> Um, that's it. That's how a friend of mine was, but with the the wolf getting getting killed in that episode, he's like, oh. "Dog died. I'm out. See ya." Oh, yeah. Apparently, so there's a website you can go and you can check to see if an animal dies or a dog dies. Yeah. In a movie. Well, one thing in the trailer too is we see Arya 
out by herself. Yeah. And uh, we can talk about this more, but like apparently there were quote unquote dire wolf scenes filmed, which, uh, mm. you know, every Stark child got a dire wolf in the very first episode. Yep. And um, there are only two of them still alive, at least as far as I know. So there's Ghost, which is John's, and then Nymeria who we believe is still alive. Right. Because she, uh, Arya, Arya had her run her away, away. Yeah. Uh, on the first season, so we haven't seen anything else. So I know. Um, I've been waiting Arya, for her to show back up. <laughs> I know. Arya and Nymeria um, reunion would be pretty, pretty, cool. pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So that's the trailer. It's awesome. You can find it on YouTube everywhere. If you don't care about spoilers, check it out. I think it was really well done. Mm -hmm. The music in it is great. Um, you know, the way that it was cut is fantastic. I'm super excited. Game of Thrones uh, for the next season starts on July 16th. And I believe, not finalized yet, but I believe the episode directly before that one will be a Game of Thrones uh, specific Gaming with Moms episode. So, all right. See, I didn't take that long to talk about it. It wasn't that long. It wasn't yeah. because you controlled yourself. And I think that it was oh, okay. largely because I, I, I said that at the beginning. So I'm going to take credit for uh, keeping you under control. <laughs> oh, okay. It was reverse psychology. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I see how that works. Or um, passive aggression. So One of the two. <laughs> I might have learned that from my wife. It's fine. <laughs> you can learn it from me, too. Um, anyhow... Uh, so let's jump into some news. So we were talking about this, uh, the last episode, and may have been even the the episode before it, but uh, it's pretty much confirmed that there will be a Mario and Rabbids game together. I'm so uh, excited. There's some key art. I know. <laughs> there's some key art that's been leaked with uh, the Rabbids in a Princess Peach costume and a taking Peach a selfie costume. Taking. Oh, oh, you're right. <laughs> it's taking a selfie. Oh man. So uh so they're expecting that to be uh obviously all of the Nintendo platforms. So well No, it's gonna be the Nintendo Switch platform, I guess. Yeah, just, just coming to the Switch. Um yeah. So that's cool. We'll probably hear about it more at E three. Yep. Uh again, Nintendo hasn't come out and said this thing is happening, but it, you know, it's happening. Here's how this works. Uh, if you want the world to know something. You tell Ubisoft PR and tell them to keep it a secret. That's how you. <laughs> and it's true, though. It is true. It is true. It's completely true. Um, uh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, I'm interested in, in that game. My husband rolled his eyes when I told him that that was probably happening. Did you see? So let's uh, can we let's talk about the key art a little bit. So we know it's a strategy okay. role playing game. Yeah. Um, and what I find really amusing about it is that all of them have arm cannons, a la Mega Man. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't which is really that. weird. Um. Uh, and of those characters, the only one who has ever really had a gun-like weapon before is Yoshi, and that harkens mm. back to the Super Scope game um, on the SNES. So this is going to be very interesting. Um, mm. This is we know this is being made entirely by Ubisoft. Well, all right, so we know in air quotes, right? So this is being made by Ubisoft mm. using their engines, 
Um, so this is really just the Nintendo license being kind of applied to it. Right. Um, I know it's not going to be as big of a deal in the United States because the because um, Rabbids have been supplanted by Minions as like the stupid anonymous mm. things. Um, but <laughs> stupid um, anonymous things. That's a category of character. <laughs> Am I <laughs> am I wrong? No, I'm not, not at all. Um, and so <laughs> the so, but I think this is going to be a big hit internationally. Um, mm. and you know what? It could be cool. You know what? I have been. You know, I would love a role playing game type thing on the Switch. I'm very hungry for one right now that is like halfway good. Mm. And so, if this like is halfway good and comes out in August, sure, why not? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Mario with an arm cannon. We'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably hear about it more uh, at E3. I hope. I hope. I hope to play it at E3. Yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of Ubisoft and them leaking everything, <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, um, so there was a T-shirt. I don't know where it was. Uh, somebody posted it on Reddit, but there's a T-shirt. Uh, that looks like it has the new hero from Assassin's Creed Orange, uh, Origins. I almost said oranges. You know, I've been doing that stupid knock-knock joke with my daughter trying to teach her, you know, knock, the banana, banana. Aren't you glad I didn't, didn't say, say banana again? Right. Yeah, so, um, so that's why I've got oranges on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, so it looks like this character's name is Ba Yek. He has a bow and arrow, which is pretty cool. Bow and arrow gameplay is awesome, as I have come to love by mm-hmm. playing Horizon. So, um, so yeah, so good job, Ubisoft. That one got leaked, too. Although I know T-shirts. I had to have been at some retailer somewhere. I don't know. Or maybe it's the company that made them, and they're going to give them out at E3. That's com- entirely possible that could as be. well. Well, you know, that so. was um, that was why there was never, when um, the original Guardians dropped and, you know, Baby Groot mm-hmm. dances at the end. You would think the merchandise would have been ready to go. Well, the reason why they didn't have any baby group merchandise was because they couldn't control them, you know, leaks from merchandising a lot harder to keep control of. So they didn't have any merchandise made of it for that reason. So that's why that all came after. So, Hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. These retailers, man, though, they leak stuff a lot. They do. A lot. Yep. Okay. And in, I think this is our final ubisoft news this is not i mean it was uh speculated uh before it was officially announced but officially announced right now far cry 5 um this looks really intriguing to me i have never played a far cry game but the premise for this one has me very interested um so you can find the trailer online it's about uh some type of fanatical religious cult thing uh taking over uh part of the united states montana uh, hope, sort of like hope county it's montana. montana okay at that oh oh i didn't realize that that was an actual place it's that not they were doing that in it's not but it's hope county <laughs> oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah it's somewhere uh in a rural place of the united states mm-hmm. not within cities so um yeah so i mean i think that looks really interesting do you guys watch the trailer what do you think i did um, I was following this as the story developed. I I have also never played a Far Cry game. I own Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four. I have never turned them on, um, because I have issues. Um, I really want to play Far Cry Primal, but I don't own it. I'll probably probably <laughs> oh, never play yeah. it. So, um, so 
the this one has me very interested by nature of the figure. I mean, it comes down to the premise. Um, yeah. When they announced it, right, and they said that it was going to – when it was leaked and they had made the announcement that it was going to be in rural um, United States, there was a shout-out to mm-hmm. um, at Certis, C-E-R-T-I-S, who is uh, Sean Andridge. He's the host of uh, Gamers with Jobs. He, he asked a very good question. How will they other the residents of this place so that it'll be okay to shoot the, the crap out of a lot of them? Because one of the key components of Far Cry games is they are horrifically violent. Um, mm-hmm. they're playgrounds for violence. And so setting it in the United States immediately, you're going to be like, well, I mean, where is it going to be okay to shoot people like that? Right. And so this is the only way that I can think that it's okay. Um, you know, like battle, battlefield, hard battlefield hardline had you shooting up a lot of Americans and that did not get looked at very well because of the mm-hmm. climate police brutality and all that. So, um, What's troubling is the only thing you can shoot at are, you know, hard, hardline, right-wing, militant Christians. And mm. here we go. Um, so what I'm, this is what I'm afraid of. I am afraid mm. of one of two things. Either they are going to go too far mm. or they're not going to go far enough. And the issue that is, because Ubisoft, you know, I mean, remember Watch Dogs? Like, they could have really done some stuff yeah. and said some things about censorship and, you know, um, privacy yeah. and things. Like, and they really didn't say anything. They just used that as a backdrop. I think mm-hmm. considering the political state of our nation, I think just <laughs> using the political state of our nation as a playground is somewhat irresponsible. Now, they were interviewed and asked, um, and this is, you know, credit to, I think, um, I forget who it was, but it, it was spoken of, of on uh, podcast unlocked. They talked about how the guy in like a closed doors uh, event had indicated one of the lead developers said that this was actually not. Um, this game has been in development for three years, so this has nothing to do with. Yeah, this I was going to say. Yeah, well, it's been in development. So, but still, um, it's not inspired by these current events, but it certainly is a reflection on them, just by nature of the fact that. Art, mm-hmm. art is always reflective of the world around its creators. But um, this was inspired by, um, you know, like Waco and other, yeah. um, you know, like the the cult movements, like some of those movements that came in at the end of the Cold War, which um, mm-hmm. as soon as I said that to my wife, who is slightly older than me, um, but remembers that era a bit better than I do. Because I was only born yeah. in 1980, so some of the stuff is a little like I know it happened, but it didn't weigh as much on me. Um, mm. She was like, "Oh man, I can totally picture that. We we need to play this game. I think that sounds pretty rad." Um, they had a cult researcher, like their whole job. Oh wow! Um, was researching oh. cults in the United States and around the world and figuring out how they operated. Um, like what was you know because some of them were very exclusion, like isolationist, right? Like they just avoided. Yeah. You do you. We're gonna be over here doing our thing. You know, whatever. Uh, but some of them were very aggressive and were preparing for a yeah. war against the people around them. Um, and so this is a kind of a combination of a bunch of the different things they found. Some of these stories they told, they actually told reporters they, they were under embargo forever. Like, mm. you can't tell these stories um, because we found them. Oh. And, you know, so that I find kind of interesting, but. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really interesting, I, I, I think, I hope it just threads the needle, right. Of mm. it's an interesting story. What I really hope is that they make this villain 
maniacally evil. Like, I want yeah. no mm-hmm. redemptive arc for this guy. I want... <laughs> no, I want him to be maniacally evil. Bad, bad. Because then we know that this is not real. Right? Like, right. they need to mm-hmm. make him a monster. Um, because if he's a person, then then I think I'm going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You know, that's the one thing about all the villains and all the other... Far- like, Pagan Min and, and Voss from Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 3. They were monsters. These were... Mm. horrifically bad people that did horrifically bad things, you don't feel bad shooting them and their boys. Um, but if he's mm. just a, you know, a misguided preacher, yeah, I mean, I, I might have a problem. So I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I think it looks gorgeous. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, is... it definitely does. Uh, I mean, depending on the, uh, you know, like I said, I've never played a Far Cry game, but from what I've heard, they're usually, you know, well-made. Uh games so if it is like a really really well made like the mechanics are good and there's lots of that is accomplished visually and whatnot i just hope that it doesn't get overshadowed by controversy because there's going to be a controversy there's already controversy so and that's only going to get more and more as the game is released so that's kind of um my fear about it it's like you know let's pay attention to the game i mean obviously the story means something it's making um a statement on certain things, mm-hmm. but still, I just, this is the, you know, I can't think of another game, uh, beside, like, outside of the GTA, I think, that's going to inspire this much controversy. Yeah, this is a very so, big deal. And at the very least, I'm yeah, going to buy it yeah. and write about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, G- I mean, exactly, GTA drives some serious concern and discussion, and this is going to be, like, GTA yeah. at least has some... You know, like, GTA has some, I don't want to say redemptive elements, because that implies that Far Cry 5 doesn't, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, GTA has other junk going on, right? Like, you can play golf. Yeah. And go scuba diving right. yeah. and skiing. It's got more of a sandbox, you know, yeah. than a Far Cry does. Whereas Far Cry is a sandboxy game, but, like, all of it is just different ways to kill things in that sandbox. Yeah, hurt things and murder mm-hmm. and slashing. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely gonna, I, man, I can't... <laughs> Dateline is going to be an interesting thing to watch when Far Cry 5 hits, you know what I mean? Like, this is just going to be... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, needless to say, I'll be polishing up all my violence in video games articles, um, maybe reposting them to the <laughs> right. top. Right, right, yes. Uh, yeah, so that's that's coming, really interesting to see. Um, and so we mentioned GTA, so I'm going to pop over a small bit of news, Uh Take-Two, which is the company that owns uh, Rockstar and 2K Games, they have scooped up Kerbal Space Program, which is this cute little indie game that actually teaches you quite a bit about math and physics. I haven't played it, but I've heard people that just love it. Steven or Regina, have you guys played this thing? Mm -hmm. I have played it for about 20 minutes because I'm hilariously bad at it. Like, I want to play it, (laughs) um, but when when I bought it, it was still in early access. So, like, there were some oh, okay. pieces missing. Oh. And I keep wanting yeah. to go back to it, and I just always forget. Um, it's one of those games that um, I, you know, they're, they're, there's, like, a handful of games that I really feel like I need to know. Um, and so I keep planning mm-hmm. on dedicating, like, an entire weekend to just playing them so I can master them, um, you know, or at least get conversational with them. Minecraft is another one that I just don't, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, like, you run out of weekends. <laughs> yeah 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 
It's also important to uh, note here, this is being reported by GameSpot, that they bought the game, but not the developer. Um, however, some of the people are going to still work. Uh, it, that's, it's confusing, odd, yeah. even to me. Yeah, it's, it's odd. <laughs> I've been covering I, business and games for a long makes time. Makes me wonder but, why they yeah. wouldn't buy the developer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyhow, let's see. It's been a phenomenon, uh, so develop- though. Uh, it has been, yeah. The developer itself is is based in Mexico City. Oh, that might so be why. I wonder why. if that has anything to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and anyhow, it's their so only yeah. game. I mean, they bought the game. I hope maybe that means that we're going to see sequels mm-hmm. and whatnot. Now yeah. that they own the license, I guess you could call it a license. Um. So yeah. So that's cool. So we're we're going to move into Steven territory right now. Square Enix has announced their uh, next JRPG called Lost Sphere. S P H E A R because yes, because Square Enix doesn't know how to spell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is being developed um, by the people who made I Am Setsuna, and it's going to be on the Switch. Look at that Switch, PlayStation Four, and PC. So go, Steven. I mean, it's how excited. I mean, I, you know, um, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it should be fun. <laughs> I mean, so this is exactly what I. What, here's what this is. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted a company. Okay. Uh, I wanted Square Enix to get a company that was just going to spam a new RPG every other year, um, hmm. because they they certainly recognized that you can't, you know, like. I'm missing out on, you know, the, the how fast and loose the RPGs were back in the day, right? Like, in the SNES era, mm. there were constantly new JRPGs, and it got even crazier in the PS1 and PS2 eras. So, um, yeah. uh, we started missing that as JRPGs got harder and harder to make. Um, so, the mm. fact that they bought a company to just make, like, B-tier... 20 some odd hour RPGs. It just feels perfect to me. Um, it looks like it's made with the same engine basically as I am Setsuna. Like it has the same kind of mm. flavor of visuals, which I am fine with. Um, I would be totally fine if for the next 10 years we get every other year a game like this. This is, this is exactly what I want. Even if half of them are absolutely terrible, you know, the fact that they're coming, um, <laughs> You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a game of the year to just be an RPG that you can play and grind it out, and you know. Um, and the fact that they're coming to the Switch, I will buy every single one of these on the Switch, no question. The Switch is my RPG machine right now um, because taking RPGs on the go by default makes them better. Just for me. <laughs> okay. Cool. I mean, you can play them in the car. Um, Keep in mind, I don't get to drive. My wife drives everywhere, so I get to play the Switch in the car. That's a lot of gaming time. Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize your wife drives you everywhere. She drives everywhere. That's interesting. She has okay. um she has control issues that manifest <laughs> as that manifest as car sickness. Okay. Oh. So I she and I have been together for um almost eighteen years. And mm-hmm. I have driven her three times. <laughs> Wow. And none of those times were when she was in labor with our with any of our children. She drove when she was in labor? What? Yeah, she yeah. would not let me drive when she was in labor. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Um so I'm trying I know, to imagine wow. that. Like I'm trying to imagine what it would have been like 
to drive while I was in labor, but um, it, she was miserable. But guys, I yeah, mean, I bet <laughs> she she was less miserable than she would be if she was driving. And I'm not, and it's not because I am a terrible driver. I'm not. I'm probably not the best. <laughs> but anyone, Dale Earnhardt Jr. could be driving her around town, and she would be like all up in that puking. It was gross. So, um, wow. so that makes the switch real. That's one of the reasons why the switch is so uh, important to me. By nature of the fact that whenever we're going for like a long car ride, that switch is just man ready to go. Exactly, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh wow! So that's, I am. That's funny. I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's a the, the more you know. Do do do. Yeah. So, um, so long and short, I'm excited about this. It's smart of Square Enix. To do this, right? It, these are not cheap to make, yeah. or they're not expensive to make. They put out a new one every year. Put them out on everything. I mean, they're putting them out on Switch, PS4, and PC. That's a lot. Yeah. Make your money. They're not expensive, you know? I mean, they could be a little cheaper, but I'm excited. Cool. I mean, I'm not freaking out. Cool. It's not one of my most anticipated games the next year or anything. <laughs> Regina, yeah. but I guess we can we can put the notebook away for now. For now, should I have for now? Should I have a little? List? I have us right here. Steven's game of the year. Steven's most anticipated. Should I put not on the list? No, we don't need to do no. that because that would be kind of redundant. Because <laughs> it'd be like everything except the things that are on the list. Well, you've been making you've been making a point of saying that things are not on your list. I'm yeah, doing that now so. just to let Regina know. I'm trying to help her out. Oh, okay. So that's I don't ad- pollute my list with the things you don't want. That's an administrative assistance All right. that I'm just throwing out there. <laughs> wow. He's just happy because I'm making his list for him. It really does. Right. It's content that right. I don't have to work all that hard to create you don't have next to year. Remember, so just... you're going to be like, hey. Come the end of the where year. Where are my notes? I'm going to be like, hey. Um, excuse me, excuse me, um, did you take that letter that you took slowly over all year? Could you, uh, could you, uh, type that up and could send it to me? back to me? No, I will snap a picture of it with my phone and you'll be like, what is this word? Cause, cause I have a doctor's hand, cause I'm a doctor, so I have doctor's handwriting. So you're gonna be like, what is it? Chicken scratch nice. picture you sent me. All right. You spell my name wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> Wow! Uh, all right. Wow! Uh, <laughs> That's us. So I skipped this. I was gonna. I was gonna yep. use this segue. Uh, another rock star thing. Um, so this is kind of old news. This happened uh, last week when we didn't record. Um, but Red Dead Redemption Two has been pushed back. It will be launching in the spring of 2018. And uh, somebody, oh, Take Two actually said this on their quarterly earnings report. That it's not going to make this fiscal year, which means it actually won't be out until after April 1st of 2018. I am not at all surprised. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe, though, I, I didn't have a chance to look it up. But I believe that there was an episode, like, way, 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 way back, where you were talking about the big fall things. And then you're like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not making it. And I think we had a slight disagreement on that, and I think you have now changed your mind. But um, but I believe that's that's what happened. Okay, Steve. <laughs> Maybe it did. Sure. Um, still not surprised. Um, yeah. If I took that stance, I'm willing to bet that I may have taken that stance just to troll you. Um, oh, okay. But I don't. But I, you know what? If I said 
anyone that listens to either of my shows will recognize that if I am wrong, I will own it. Maybe at that time I was, I did think that maybe they could put it out. Maybe it was possible. Um, but does that mean I am surprised that they're pushing it back? Hell no. This is Rockstar. They don't put games out on time. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason they don't put games out on time is because they don't need to. They could wait another, they could wait another two years. Right. It doesn't matter. People still be clamoring after it. Mm -hmm. They're making money hand over fist in Grand Theft Auto Online. And they know mm-hmm. when they put out Red Dead Redemption online, which is inevitable, that that's all, all that's going to do is cannibalize their, um, you know, the, their other service, right? The GTA Online. So yeah, it's going to cannibalize that. I can't imagine that there's a huge subset of the population that would play a cowboy MMO more than you know their their like gangster yeah. one. So, um, I, I, they can wait forever. And it's gonna make a it's yeah. gonna make a billion dollars in a week, if that. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's also too like you know they wait they don't put games out on time but they're usually pretty good quality. Although when Red Dead Redemption launched, um, uh, it had some is- issues, but mostly kind of graphical type glitches uh, when it launched. And some yeah. of my friends had some really weird things happen mm-hmm. in their games. So. Yeah. Odd, like a person, like they're supposed to be sitting on a bench, but they were sort of like up and the opposite direction. So it's hard to explain, but it's kind of like they were like doing squats on the bench, mm-hmm. facing the back. So uh, yeah, so that happened to one of my friends, uh, which was a pretty bizarre thing. I played it for a little bit. I don't remember anything huge happening graphically, but I didn't play it for. For very long. I played it for maybe three um, hours. Then I was like, all right, I'm yeah. fine. I'm not going to play the new one. I don't have any interest. Yeah. But I'm excited that other people are happy. Yeah. This is like the Game yeah. of Thrones well, of my video game world. Like, I'm very excited that other people are happy because of it. <laughs> I'm very excited those other people enjoy this. But yeah. Not for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Old West setting is kind of not, I don't know. That's not that interesting to me. So... Never has been. So yeah, so if you were looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it as we get closer to launch. Uh, Final news story that I have is Pokemon Company has announced yet another iOS and Android app. This one's going to be called Pokeland. uh, And it's going to be symbol to Pokemon Rumble. Not anywhere near out in the U.S. yet. It's just... uh, it's just an alpha in Japan on Android right now. Um, so, so yeah, it's a Pokemon company going nuts with the mobile stuff because yeah. uh, obviously we have Pokemon Go. And then I haven't played this yet, but they just recently released this Magikarp Jump. Yeah, Steven, have you played um, this? My son, lo- my oldest son loves it. It's, oh, okay. I don't understand it. You apparently train your Magikarp to jump real high, and if you lose, then you have to retire him. So it's kind of like a rogue. Okay. It's got like roguelike elements to it, in that okay. if if you lose, you die, um, but you don't die, you retire. Uh, um, but he yeah. he loves it. He's constantly asking me for my phone. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some people posting screenshots and stuff, but I haven't played it, so I didn't really know what it was. Um, and uh, Pokey Land. That just sounds. I don't know. This sounds cool to me more than I don't know than some of these Pokemon other Go did. Yeah, just like I don't know. It has sort of this uh I don't know. 
that's hard to explain. Like you think of more of like, oh, a place, an open world thing oh, where the right. Pokemon live, and I'm sure it's going to be combat based, just like every other Pokemon game. But yeah, it kind they'll of, be fighting. I don't know. They're <laughs> monsters. Yeah, you know, it just makes me feel like you know, happy. You know what I want to know? Happy go lucky. What? We got these mobile devices. We got the Switch. We had the Wii U. Why have they not made a Pokemon Snap game? Mm. That's a good question. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Like, let's be real. The Nintendo Switch, being the, or not the Switch, the Nintendo Wii U, knowing that we knew the gamepad could see the television behind it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, as we know that from Star Fox Zero and things like that. How would that not have been, like, the first game you thought of when you're like, all right, well, let's make something that takes advantage of the Wii U technology. Let's make a Pokemon Snap game where the Wii U gamepad is the controller, like, that that is literally the camera. I don't understand how Nintendo missed that. And now we got the Switch. Mm-hmm. Just put it out. It it doesn't strike me as a game that would be super hard to make. Mm. Um, But that doesn't mean anything, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We even downloaded uh, Magic Carp Jump. I'm sure Anna would love it. Um, it's cute. She's uh, we yeah. We downloaded the um, the app for the the trading card game. She had been playing that um, uh, the Pokemon Duel game. Yeah. Um, but now she's playing the actual card game uh, on the iPad. We've we played a couple uh game like physical games of the the card game. Uh. Which got a little messy because, uh, I don't know if I said this before, but before we had the trainer kit, which we didn't realize that we needed, um, Isaac had made sort of like a version of war using the Pokemon cards mm-hmm. so that they could play something oh. while we obtained the trainer kit. Um, and she actually learned a lot of math from it, so it's been super yeah, cool. cool. But one of the things that she liked to do in that was when the Pokemon were attacking each other, she would pick up the card and then just make this, like, whatever the attack was, she would try to make it happen with the other card. And so she was trying to do that on the board, the, the playmat thing for the, for the card game. And <laughs> we're like, no, 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 you can't, you, you can't do that. You're going to mess up all the cards. You had, like, four energies sitting underneath your card. They're going to go everywhere. Like, yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, the electronic versions work. Work better for her than the uh, the physical ones right now, which is insane because she has so many cards. <laughs> oh my god, so many cards! It's That's crazy. like my nightmare. Like, oh, we have all these things to make this game work, and oh, you just want a handheld device to play it on instead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I I appreciate. I asked uh, all my friends to get her cards for her birthday right. because what I didn't want was more little figurines or other stuff that's going to take up like a ton of space and i mean she's into her stuffies right she has a bunch of them she doesn't need any more when we first started getting her stuffies she was like 18 months or whatever she didn't care about them at all she was more into little figurine Mm. stuff but now like i mean our playroom is it's embarrassing um because there's just crap everywhere i mean literally you almost cannot open the door uh so (laughs) So I didn't want any more of that stuff. So I told everybody right, get cards. cards. And, you yeah. know, there's, they're in little tins and they're very contained. So yeah. but still, it's like there's all this stuff sitting here and we're not playing with it. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. So let me let me let me advise you. OK. Um, number one, 
storage okay, solutions for cards is not that so it because the tins are not super efficient. So right, um, I'm sure you have a local comic shop nearby. They will have cardboard, mm-hmm. like shoebox shaped cardboard boxes specifically for collectible cards. They will be super cheap. Mm. You can get one that is about the length of a bookshelf. Um, mm-hmm. I bet you it'd be like seven bucks. And then oh, you just okay. and there's a room on they're they're wide enough so that you have two rows of cards in them. Um, mm-hmm. so I would do that. Um, okay. and um, and just walk into the. I mean, any comic shop should have these, especially if they deal in collectible cards. Um, mm-hmm. they you might have to assemble it. Like it might come flat where you have to like fold it yourself. But like yeah, whatever, fold it and, you're yeah. you're yeah you're smart enough to be able to do that. Um, right. Yeah. Isaac and I have been talking about too. Like we need to sort these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, um so daunting. so you do and you don't. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's the thing, right? This is what's really cool about collectible cards. If you put them in a box that you that protects them, you don't need to sort them. Because right now, she doesn't necessarily care. She, the way she wants to play with them is she wants to look at them, yeah. she wants to mess around with them. Eventually, she'll want to play yeah. with them and sort them. And you know what you can do? Have her do it. Yeah. <laughs> because then that's going to yeah. be part of yep. the game. That's going to be her looking at her stuff. That's going to be like afternoons worth she'll of activity. She'll learn the cards that way, too. She'll yep. learn the cards. And yeah. also, like that's experiencing the cards like a whole nother way. Um, mm. Like... I occasionally will go onto like those Facebook sites and I will buy collections of magic cards from people who are like dumping them. They'll be like, Hey, I yeah. found this box of magic cards, you know, I'll sell it for 20 bucks. And I'll be like, yes, I will buy that. Cause you never know what's in there. Yeah. And then you're digging through it. And you're like, Oh man, I never saw this. Oh, this is so cool. And then you dig through it and I'm a grown ass man, <laughs> you know, like, and I know a lot of these cards, like, right. Like I know the crazy stuff. Yeah. I've been playing these games for a long time. Like her, like, if you don't sort them, she'll experience the cards a whole nother way again. So it's like giving her yeah. un- it's like giving okay. her the packs a second time. Also, yeah. that okay. means you don't have to sort them because sorting them right. sorting <laughs> them if you don't play the game is just a chore. For her, it will yeah. be a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she can do whatever she wants with them, you know. But yeah. those boxes, at, I mean, I, they they take up way less room than the tins. I okay. um, tend to have the boys. You know, they'll put, like, their favorite cards in their favorite tin, and the rest mm. of the tins stay okay. on a shelf. Um, this is advice for just about anybody listening, by the way. Um, you know, yeah. your mileage may vary, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it was cute. One of the – it wasn't one of the tins. Somebody got her, like, a lunchbox that came with a bunch okay, of Okay, that's rad. Tins, but one of them was, like, this little album yep. that uh, fits perfectly the number of cards you need for your deck. Yep. Uh, which I thought was super cool. Um, but you, I wanted to just share, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or not. You brought up about people unloading uh, magic cards for really cheap. So one of my friends, um, they were at a yard sale or garage sale, oh, something. Uh, and this kid, this woman was like getting rid of like her son's whatever. And there was a big cardboard box with a bunch of it, stuff in it. Some of it was junk. Some of it wasn't. Uh, but they looked through it, and then there, there was an unopened black box of magic cards. And I don't know anything about magic cards, really, but my friend explained to me that uh, that was a legendary box and unopened. And the woman was like, uh, yeah, I'll give you the whole box for 10 bucks." You do that. <laughs> They're like, 
Okay. Yeah. So um, and then they they sold. They ended up. They don't play, so they ended up selling the box for like three thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I tell this to anyone: amazing. if you are at a, it, and, and and if you love me, you'll do this. Um, if even if you don't want it, if you are at a tag sale and someone is selling a box of magic cards for anything under like fifteen bucks, you take a shot at it. Yeah. And if you don't want it, you, you can know. send it to me. Come find me. I'm on Twitter. I will gladly reimburse you. Um, but so other things to keep in mind: if you're looking for deck boxes, Ultra Pro sells them. On Amazon, you can get a five pack of Ultra Pro deck boxes for oh, yeah. like six dollars. Oh, okay. um, yeah. They are big okay. enough. Really handy. You know, so like this is my Ultra Pro deck box. This is bad radio for everybody else, but my Ultra Pro deck boxes. I bought like a six pack of them for five dollars. It was ridiculous on Amazon, um, okay. and they are just big enough to hold a sixty card deck, which is a standard deck. Um, right. Typically, the cards are sleeved. You guys don't really need to worry about sleeving cards that she's playing with, um, but that you can hold them, put them separate, and they fit very nicely into those big uh, cardboard boxes that I talked about. Um, and so if you have them, they come in a bunch of different colors, get them different colored so that you know what deck is in what thing, drop them into the box, helps you organize it that way. (laughs) That's also a good way for her to store some of her favorites, her energy. As she finds energy cards, you're going to want to keep those separate because energy is actually hard to find relatively. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So yeah. And then there's binders, which I'm sure you're, you have binders in your house, have a binder, get the page sheets. Yes. Yeah. We definitely, you know, want to do that at some point, but kind of like you said, we're not exactly at that. The box, the box is, I think key just because I think that'll save you trouble. I think a box is worth grabbing. You know, when Isaac gets back, you, you know, you get bored on a Saturday, you, you head out to a comic shop or whatever. Grab one of those boxes. I think that would be worth it before you do anything else. And then as she starts building decks, yeah. these deck boxes, I mean, you can use them for board games too. This is something, and Regina probably would know this, like lots of small card games you can fit inside these things, and they fit right in a purse, right in a backpack. Um, I mean, how many games of Love Letter could I fit in this? Probably like, three. Like, you know, three. That's just um, what I was thinking. Well, I... That's why I just took to a barbecue this weekend. I'm like, okay, I'm packing. Anybody wants to play games, let me know. It's in my purse. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. um, But yeah. So that's that's just some of my uh, advice for trading card game stuff. But definitely the white boxes. I mean, just go to any card shop. They'll have them. All right. Cool. Um, So that's all the news that I had. Steven, you said that you had uh, nominees for the, what's it called? (laughs) Award game awards? Yeah. So this week, uh, I actually have a few other pieces of news, but. um, Oh, okay. We'll get right into it. So um, it's called the Spiel de Jar. You say it. Yeah, you do when you clean it up, right? Anyway, (laughs) um, you know, Spiel de Jar. Do you get it? Anyway. Right, right, right. Um, yes, yes. I'm a dad. I have to make dad jokes. Um, so Spiel des Jahres translates roughly in German to Game of the Year. Um, mm. So there are three awards. There's Spiel des Jahres, which is Game of the Year. There's the Kinderspiel des Jahres, which is the Children's Game of the Year. And there is the yeah. Kenner Spiel des Jahres, which is the uh, roughly translates to the Connoisseur Game of the Year. Um, they nominate three games in each category. Um, I'll just go over them very briefly. Um, mm-hmm. So for the Spiel des Jahres, the three nominees are King Domino, which is 
literally a tile laying game. You are building a kingdom. It is freaking amazing, and it's under it's like under thirty bucks. You could probably get it for under twenty mm. somewhere else. Um, buy this game, literally buy it right now. Um, it's so freaking good, Regina. I'm not even kidding. Put this game on your radar. Uh, The next one is Magic Maze. Hear about this. This is a game where you play... It's a cooperative game where you play simultaneously uh, controlling a group of adventurers who have been jumped and stripped of all their equipment. And they are in a shopping mall trying to find new arms and armor so they can go on an adventure. (laughs) But the key is you, A, don't control one of them. You can control any of these adventurers at a time. That's one. And number two, you cannot communicate with other players while you are taking your turns, and they all happen simultaneously. So it's like a giant, <laughs> like, whirlwind of craziness trying to get everybody through. Yeah. And the last one. That sounds, like con- that sounds confusing. <laughs> um, I watched a video of it. It sounds okay. more confusing than it actually is. It really does just feel like oh, a whirlwind. Okay. It's a lot of, oh, I'm going to grab this. It's really funny. Um, lastly is a game called El Dorado, which is um, it's a racing game where you are building a deck of cards and you are um, trying to, you control famous explorers. You're trying to race to get the best treasure in South America during the uh, the Conquistador era. Um so the Kinderspiel de Jar, which is for children, um, is the first one is Captain Silver, which is um, it's kind of like Go Away Monster, uh, which was put out by. Oh, um, okay. So it's kind of like Go Away Monster. Um, you got the bag, and there's the stuff in the bag. You reach into the bag, and you pull stuff out, but it's all like pirate paraphernalia, like um, parrots and peg legs and uh, telescopes, and you know that stuff. And the idea is you're trying to build a path from the boat to the shore using these items. Mm. Um, it's kind of cute. It looks neat. Uh, it's super fast. Um, next is Ice Cool. It is a game where the box is, in fact, the game board. You are. It's a flicking game where you're flicking penguins through doors. Um, <laughs> it is... Um, this game is insane skill-based um, because the idea is you can... You There are trick shots where you can do where you can actually have them jump over walls. You can make them go through multiple doors at once. Um... We actually own this game. A review will be coming up very shortly. Um, it's pretty good. And lastly is uh, The Mysterious Forest. This is actually based on a graphic novel um, called hmm. The Worm World, the Worm World Saga. Um, you help this kid named... Uh, what's his name? I don't know. You help this kid. I forget his name. Um, and uh, you help him like find equipment. It's a memory game. Um, so the first phase oh, okay. is you look at all the tiles and try and figure out what icons are there. You flip them back over. The icons represent the equipment you need to defeat the challenges on that path. Then you roll dice to get the equipment. And then after you roll dice to get the equipment, you then have to remember what square the things are so you can beat those challenges. And if Mm. you do it right, then you win. If you don't, you fail. Um, The artwork is gorgeous on this. Um, So that is the Kinderspiel de Jar. Lastly, Kinderspiel de Jar, I'll go fast. These are complex games. Uh, one of them is Terraforming Mars, uh, which is um, it's about terraforming Mars. It looks cool. Right. Um, it's the only It's I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, the only complaint most people have with it is that the components are not great. But guess what? This probably means it's going to sell out, which means they're probably going to have to do another print run, and I bet you they'll improve the components cause, and then charge more for yeah. it. That's how it works. Yep. Um, next is Raiders of the North Sea. Guess what? It's a Viking game. Um, Viking games are cliche as all get out. Um, 
They are, um, I don't even know what a video game cliche is that is the same, like an analog to it, but it's like Viking games are like tiresome. This one is different just because it's so elegant. Um, the design is really tight. Everything's very careful, you know, very, very tightly wound, well play tested. Um, a lot of different mechanics that shouldn't work together that do work well together. Also, the art is pretty cool. Um, and lastly, we actually had a discussion about this um, on my uh, on Engage, a family gaming podcast, and I brought it out to the group because I don't think these are games, but they were nominated anyway. Uh, it is the Thames and Cosmos Exit series. There are three games in it. Uh, what it is, they are an escape room in a box. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So all the puzzles and clues and all that nonsense that you need is in this little tiny box. It's like, you know, the, uh, I mean, it's maybe a little bit bigger than a box of mac and cheese. Um, hmm. <laughs> they sent me one. I have it sitting right behind me. Um, so uh, I haven't opened it yet. Um, but they're like 15 bucks a piece. There's three different ones. So if you buy all three of them, it's about the same as a you know, pretty hefty board game and you're going to get three nights out of it. The key is you can't reuse them because you're ripping cards, right. you're writing on them, you're, you, you know, whatever. You again. Yeah. So which one did they send me? Hold on. Well, they sent me an <laughs> alien themed one, it looks like. So, um, so those are the nominees. The, um, the winner gets chosen uh, later on in June in Germany, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> so it, it pretty much... The, what's great about these awards are the, the the sticker gets put on the box. So if you're yes. at, like, Target or at your friendly local gaming store, you're just looking for something, you can see the logo, and you can you know at the very least that it is that it has passed some inspection level, right? It, not mm-hmm. guaranteeing that it's going to be your jam, because even if something is objectively good, it's not, your th- it, not necessarily your thing. But um, these are, you know... I mean, you know that they're at least pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, also, and my last piece of news, uh, Nintendo trademarked Nintendo World. Mm. Um, which is a, in reference to a theme park in yes. the United States. Now, we knew that originally they were going to do the theme park, and we knew it was coming to Japan first, but the fact that they have trademarked it in the United States means that it's coming soon, and they also confirmed that there's going to be Mario Kart in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm nice. just being real. That'll um, be super fun. I am yeah. 100% down with going to Universal Studios <laughs> and hopping into Mario Kart and just racing. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Miyamoto did like this. Um, there was this little crazy promo video with Miyamoto and like the manager of Universal Studios or something or other when they were. They vaguely talked about what was going to be going on in the Nintendo section of the parks. So, um, but yeah, so that's coming. I don't remember when they said. I don't think they actually said when it was coming in that video. Um, but like you said, the fact that it's been trademarked makes you know, because it seemed like it's coming sooner rather than later. Um, okay, yeah. So that's the news. Um, let's move into what we've been playing. I'm going to start real quick. I actually, I know it's. We haven't recorded for two weeks, and I actually haven't played Horizon at all in the last two weeks. My husband's been out of town, which makes things kind of difficult. Uh, I'm hoping to finish it really soon. But one cool thing that we did is that we played Castle Crashers. Anna and I played Castle Crashers with Isaac 
while he was in England. Oh, cool. And that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we were on FaceTime um, audio while we were doing it because, like, there's lots of lag and stuff with the headsets. And we only have one headset um, downstairs. And he wanted to be able to talk to Anna while we were doing it. Castle Crashers is one of her favorite games. So she was totally one. down with that. Yeah. 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 So that was a lot of fun. We did that for, like, an hour and a half. Um, and then the other games I've been doing, still Hearthstone. The season's almost over. <laughs> this season has been a wash for me. I haven't got a very high <laughs> rank at all. I think I got like 17 and that's it. Um, but anyhow. Uh, and then Cooking Dash. I'm just, I'm, I'm really hooked now. <laughs> uh, even though I was like, no, it's free to play. They ruined it and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an understandable paywall and I'm getting enough out of it that, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So. So yeah, so that's me. Regina, what have you been playing? Um, I haven't been playing anything new either. Um, I I got a new phone, so I've been uh, messing around with moving from an iPhone to a Samsung, and mm. um, I'm transitioning. Um, <laughs> when I was able <laughs> to move all my cards over from Plants vs. Zombies Heroes, um, mm. which was a relief, because I didn't want to start over. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. not playing this, but I have to start over again. Uh, so I continued with that. Um, I haven't moved any other games onto it. I've done a lot of board gaming uh, for Memorial Day weekend. I played a lot of board mm. games, um, including some kind of oldies but goodies, uh, Five Crowns, which is a cards card game, uh, gin-based card game. I actually taught my boss how to play while we were at a workshop for work last weekend, and then mercilessly nice. murdered her. As we were playing, I just <laughs> slaughtered her, poor thing. She never, she didn't even really know how to play gin, so, and it's a gin-based game. Oh. So it was, yeah. But she got it. She, by the end, she was like, she'd picked up on it, and she could kind of, like, move with it. But at first, she was just So like, she figured out how to play just in time to realize that that knowledge showed her that she was losing? Like, <laughs> yeah. she opened well, her she, time, she yeah. opened her eyes just in time to see the wave crash down yeah. on her. Well, it's kind of hard not wow. to realize that you're behind when... Five crowns, you want as few points as possible. And so when I had scored like two or three points in a couple of hands and she was scoring like 30 to 50 in a hand, um, yeah, it was painful. <laughs> I did help her out, though, and rearrange her cards a couple of times so that she would get fewer points um, <laughs> when I went on on her. But yeah, it was fun. I um, played some love letter, uh, some more time stories. Uh, finished another chapter of that, which is like a you know adventure story that, like the uh, games Stephen was talking about, that had been the escape room one, the exit yeah. um, time stories. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much only play each chapter once. Once you figure it out, you're pretty much done. I mean, you can go yeah. back like your memory. You'd have to remember everything, but you know, in a group of four people playing it, you pretty much you get one shot and that's it. So that's pretty much all we played one day. We played like three hours of that to finish one section of it. Um but it's fun. So um yeah, so that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Yeah. Steven, how about you? Um so I played a bunch of Horizon. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Um I need to defeat that game before I go to E three. Um largely because <laughs> I I just know someone's gonna spoil it for me. Oh um, yeah. Like, what I don't want is to be watching the Sony press conference that I'm contractually obligated by myself to watch and have them announce, like, story <laughs> DLC that gives away the ending or something. Um, yeah. So I'm going to finish it before E3. Um, yeah. So I've been working on that. Man, is that game so good. I just slid right back into that, mm-hmm. like, you know, like it was a comfortable blanket. 
Um, it yeah. was so, um, you know, there was a, a few seconds of adjustment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say I really enjoy it, but it was really hard to play that game after uh, playing Breath of the Wild because you can't just climb shit that you want to get around. Because <laughs> I would get to, like, these walls, and I'd be like, oh, cool, it's fine, I'll just climb it. And I'd be like, oh, nope, can't do that, i got to find a way around... <laughs> Um, so, um, but it's, it's super rad. I got to the, you know, I'm starting to see some of the story stuff that, you know, I mean, I, this game is, is, is a thing. Um, and if you own a PlayStation four, you must play this game. This is going to be the next 10 years of our lives from a PlayStation perspective. Play it. Love it. This is the new uncharted, um, for them. So, um, I am excited to be in on the ground floor on something so I can really think about it and just enjoy the trilogy that this game is going to be um because they haven't said it's going to be a trilogy but shut up sony it's a trilogy (laughs) the thing is um let me just tell you i don't know if it's you're gonna have the same experience or not but i i had like ending fake outs like four times oh i (laughs) the last time i played i'm like this is okay this is the end and then you go to say no no that's not it okay all right all right this has to be the end Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and I no, I, it like um, four I, times. I actually <laughs> asked my brother to tell me because he beat it before me. So I oh, actually yeah. had my brother tell me like, okay, here's where I am at now. Exactly. Tell me how many more mm-hmm. like story beats do I have? And he's like, you still got like five. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there's that. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Again, I think everybody needs to play this game. Um, and if you don't want to play this game, I mean, I guess that's fine, but you're wrong. Um, so, um, I fin- I started uh, Final Fantasy X again as a family. Um, so we've been playing a little bit of that. Um, I, the, the game that I really want to talk about is I've been playing Arms. Um, oh yeah. Arms oh, right, had right, the global right. yeah, test yeah. punch. Um, I just want to say this: yeah. the motion controls are hot garbage. <laughs> oh, um, because the, here, well, here's the issue, right? It's not actual boxing. If it was actual boxing, then it'd be fine. You're not because you're punching, and these arms extend and move really slow. So it's like with a punch, and you wait and with a punch. I just didn't feel like it was what I um. wanted. Um, I'm very excited though, uh, because it's got a bunch of different control methods. One of them being um, just using a pro controller. Um, mm. We are um, we are down. With this game, we had some doubts. This is very much like Splatoon. I was very hesitant, very like, ooh, I don't know about this. Played the test punch, and we're in. Um, we're probably not going to buy it at launch because we don't have a second set of Joy-Cons. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely by the end of the year, we're going to have it. Um, now that my wife has a uh, full-time job, uh, we are going to be yeah. in much better shape towards the end of the year to buy the uh, right. some of these games. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's but it's, it's fun. There's... Yeah, there's um just quick too. So there's another global test punch this. Oh this yeah, weekend, absolutely right? yes. So I was gonna yeah. just mention that. Look yeah. For, so when you hear this, yeah, when you hear this, uh, look yeah. it up. There's something It'll on Saturday. Yeah. Um, download it, play yeah. it. They're only an hour long. It'll give you a good idea. I mean, this is as close to a beta as you're gonna get out of Nintendo, and as close to a demo as you're gonna get. Um, it's yeah. fun. The matchmaking is fast. It's quick. The fights are really quick. Um, so I really like that. Um, here's my real question, Nintendo. Um, why the hell isn't Dalsim in this game? Like, literally Dalsim. They make a game, a fighting game, about dudes that punch across a screen, 
and for some reason Dalsim isn't in it, the dude who punches across the screen. I'm a Street Fighter guy. Do you know who Street Fighter is? You know who uh, Dalsim is, the Street Fighter? You know, Yoga Fire? No. Yoga? Yoga? Nope. I really? don't know. Okay. No. I don't play Street Fighter. Okay. So Los yeah. is going to have my back right now. He's got his yeah, hand in the air and praise. <laughs> um, Dalsim, it makes no sense why Dalsim is not, like, why is it Nintendo throwing money at Capcom or vice versa? To get Dulcim in this game because he punches across the screen. That's his whole his gimmick is that he stretches. So he's just perfect <laughs> for this game. I, I don't understand. They've got to do it. Um, it's just too perfect. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to change the world. We're not going to see it at Evo in five years. Um, oh, okay. But <laughs> but I don't think it needs to be. We actually have an article coming up. Um, to uh, from the infinite co-host, my brother, because uh, he is a fighting game aficionado, and he uh, he believes that Arms is arguably the perfect starter fighting game. Oh, mm, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infection vector, cool. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> all right, then. Anything else, Steven? Um. No, that's the bulk of what I've been playing. Um. You know, just okay. get ready for E three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting ready for Wonder Woman. Me too. By the time, yeah, by the time you listen to this, uh, Wonder Woman will be out. I'm seeing it tomorrow, Thursday, 7 o'clock in Adolby Atmos Theater. I am so excited. So, do you feel, uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about Do you feel a little bit better now that some of the reviews are, obviously it's coming out like 97% yes. on, it's, so it's, it is right now being praised as, Arguably the best superhero movie of all time. How cool yeah. is that? It's a little scary. A high yeah. praise like that always freaks me out a little bit. So love it. Yeah. Well, I would have been freaked out if it had the really, really like low. Yeah. Like, Batman versus Superman. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they learned something. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> I haven't really, I haven't really yeah, read. I haven't read uh, any of the reviews, but I've just looked yeah. at numbers. Yep. Um, so yeah. So uh, I'm pretty hopeful. Um, um, at this if point. you are looking for a review that's not a review. Um, Movie Bob put up a thing. Uh, this week's In Bob We Trust uh, was a commentary entirely about the stupidity revolving around the guys who freaked out because they had an all ladies showing of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, yeah, but he yeah. also talks about why he thinks Wonder Woman is so interesting, having not seen it. Um, so, oh, okay. um, so it's not a review. It's a, it's like a commentary. So, um, I think you might appreciate that because I think he makes a good point. Basically his thought is from everything we've seen, it appears that this movie is not, it's the first DC universe movie that is not targeted at super aggressive dudes. Right. Whereas Marvel yeah. movies are aimed at everyone, literally everyone, yeah. because hashtag Disney movie, they're aimed at literally everyone. Yeah, Whereas that's true. That's you look at Batman, true. Superman, those movies are macho, aggressive, like they're 80s blockbusters, right? Like they're like Terminator right. yeah. and like, you know, Predator and hmm. like all those movies from back in the day, which, I mean, that's fine. Those movies can exist, but you can't compare them to, you know, those movies did good money, but they never did as good money as the movies targeted at everyone. So yeah. um, Wonder Woman appears to be the first movie in the DC Universe that's kind of expanding into that. And it doesn't hurt nice. that it's an iconic character played by a, a like a relatively fresh face, right? Like there's no baggage mm -hmm. with her, yeah. you know, like, you know, like mm. that you put freaking uh, 
Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. There was baggage for him, right? right. Because we all remember him as like the, yeah. the rom-com dude that did drugs. And it turns out right. he's literally <laughs> Iron Man. Like, right. Like, so anyway, yeah. anyway, so um, I can't wait. I'm going to see it. Uh, probably not this weekend just because I'm so busy, but I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or other feedback, you can send an email to gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. That's just gamingwithmoms. There's no the in that, just to be clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Regina, as noted at the top of the show, is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Regina, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, the Geek Embassy plays Pathfinder continues um, in episode four. Uh, listen to uh, hear my character trip and suddenly be covered in giant spiders. Because <laughs> nice. that wasn't terrifying or gross at all. Not even, ter- um, <laughs> not even a little. Nope. What? Not even a little. Not gross. Not even a little. That was after fighting a giant centipede that we had to kill. So, um, yeah, I was like, bugs? Why did it have to be bugs? Um, and also I, (laughs) I have a guest spot coming up on the podcast, uh, the married gamers, uh, which Mm -hmm. you can follow, which is going to be out next week, probably about the same time that this episode will drop. I'll be on the married gamers. Uh, I plug this show. Um, but I talk a little bit about my history as, um, um, uh, with my doctorate in game studies and a little bit about getting into podcasting. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris asked some pretty cool questions. Uh, so I plugged you guys, and I plugged Engaged Family Gaming, because you both love me, so I did what I could. And uh, Chris, actually, <laughs> nice. Stephen might want to have you on his show, so you might want to connect with him. He'll be at E3, so maybe I'll introduce you guys. <laughs> oh, how nice is that? Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. I've known Chris for... He found us when we were, I don't know, maybe six or seven episodes into Game on Girl. And so he's been a big supporter mm. of right. the Geek Embassy and Game on Girl, and was very interested to hear about Engaged Family Gaming Great. and Gaming with the Moms. So great. Yeah. Check that out. The married gamers. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So Steven is editor and founder of engagedfamilygaming.com. They're going to E3 soon. Yeah. Steven, what else do you want to talk about? Is there anything going on? That's not about. Um, Well, yeah, let me, let me talk about this. So uh, we actually have, um, we got, I have a a pretty significant announcement, breaking news that we're talking about here. Um, EFG is going to be giving away a Nintendo switch. During the month <gasps> what? of June. Ooh. Oh, my so, goodness. Um, I, Regina, I think you might not be eligible, though. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> so, I don't enter. You, you gave away a Nintendo Switch game, and I didn't enter. You should have entered like, that. Just, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> you should have entered that. That's a, well, because this is different. Those are We're going to continue doing small giveaways every month in the community. Those are going mm-hmm. to be exclusive to the community and will include donated items, handmade items. We have a Harry Potter scarf coming up later this year. Um, some mm. video game themed tees and stuff like that. That's all community-based giveaways. This is a little bit different. This is going to be a big old giveaway. Traditionally, just like the normal ones that go around on the internet, you do the Gleamio thing, you sign up for some junk, you yeah. do your thing. Um, but we're giving away a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle um with a two-year protection Ooh. package a la wow. best buy um so a 450 dollars value we're giving that away throughout uh it will be given out at the end of the month of june so here's what i'm recommending everyone listening to this i presume everyone likes free consoles if you don't like free consoles i don't know what to <laughs> tell you to skip ahead 30 <laughs> seconds and listen to what nicole has to say um but 
if you do like free consoles, I would encourage you to um, find a social media channel that says Engage Family Gaming on it. Probably our Twitter, at EF Gaming, our t- Instagram, Engage Family Gaming, or our Facebook, Engage Family Gaming. Um, and just pay attention for the next couple of days, because between now and Monday, I will be posting a video and a link that will be very important, because it will give you an opportunity. And there will be ways to enter this giveaway every single day. Wow. So you can go crazy and give yourself a pretty good chance of uh, helping um, earn yourself a Switch. And they're hard to come by because the word on the street is that the the problem is the screen components are having a critical shortage. Um, So companies are fighting over them and Nintendo is Mm. only willing to spend so much money on it. So, um, so yeah, we're giving away a Nintendo Switch um, and I think everybody likes free stuff. So, um... Yeah. And spoilers, yep. you might have to follow us on social media and maybe tweet about us a little bit, maybe watch a video. You know how that stuff goes. <laughs> you're going to do the normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um it's the normal it's the normal stuff, but you'll you yeah. you'll be uh if you win a Switch it'll all be worth it. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening and we will be back with you next week. Bye guys. 